When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall. What an incredible game last night. Game seven at Madison Square Garden. And Artemi Panarin delivers on his Rangers' signature moment, scoring in the OT session to send the Rangers into the second round. But this New York Rangers team, they truly have no quit. The hashtag no quit and why has been used all this year. And the Rangers are the first team in NHL history to come back, uh, come from behind in three consecutive elimination games in the same series. Incredible. Absolutely incredible, this team. Literally has no quit. Last night was unreal. Igor Shosturkin stepped up when the Rangers needed him. And to think back where we, our last show after game four, I mean, I was getting messages from Pittsburgh fans on Twitter, uh, you know, mocking the Igor wave and everything else. They, they had that series in the bag. And the New York Rangers came back from the dead. Down uh, game five, I mean, they're down 2-0. And MSG was quiet. There was really not a lot of energy. It was, I mean, those four, those two games in Pittsburgh were rough. Igor getting pulled, and then he lets up the two quick goals in Game Five, and you're like, oh my God, here we go again, two nothing. And then, sure enough, the Rangers rattle off three quick goals, take the lead. Then Pittsburgh ties it back up, and you're like, uh oh, here we go again. But Philip Hedl, the kid line, the kid line that stepped up so big in the series. The most consistent line the Rangers had, Philip Heedle scores on the power play. The second power play unit that got 15 seconds pretty much anytime they go out there. He steps up, scores a power play goal early in the third period to take a 4-3 lead. And then who else but Ryan Lindgren ices the game with an empty netter. I mean, the Warrior Ryan Lindgren got hurt in game one, comes back. Rangers missed him so bad. 
Patrick Nemeth was struggling. Justin Braun was filling in with Fox, doing the best he could up there. But Ryan Lindgren comes back, steps in huge, huge boost for this team on the defensive side, and probably emotionally, too, seeing him back out there. I mean, it was awesome for him to get that empty netter. And you saw the emotion on the Rangers bench when he came by on the flyby. They were so pumped up for him. That was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so the Rangers get that. Get the win, Series 3-2 at MSG. A little momentum going back into Pittsburgh. But, I mean, the struggles that Igor had there, you really were like, okay, you know, it's going to be on his shoulders. And he stepped up again. Again, though, Rangers fall behind 2-0. Same script. But this time, Mika Zibanejad takes over. After struggling mightily in some games early in the series, and actually Gallant said afterwards that, you know, he felt Mika might have been starstruck a little bit by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and kind of, playing to prevent their game more than playing his own game. And he thinks that in Game 5 and Game 6, Mika loosened up a little bit and started playing his game. And obviously, I mean, he took over, scored two goals to tie the game. Kreider there takes the lead. Then we're all tied up again. And then I don't – it's either Kreider or Mika. They go back and forth on who the scoring was. I thought it was a Mika hat trick. It seems as though now it's officially a Kreider goal. But either way, the two of them combine to, sc- to put the Rangers up 4-3. And then uh, Cop adds the empty netter there for the 5-3 win. But Mika, four points of the game. Fox was incredible offensively that game, too. Four points there. Fox was incredible all series offensively. Uh, I think what he had, 10. I think he had 10 points in the series. But, you know, he, he is getting beat defensively. He looked a little slow out there. I still think he's injured from that injury he had right before the All-Star game. I don't think he's fully recovered from whatever that was. Because uh, there's definitely been moments where you've seen him slow. But he's also logging 30 minutes a game. So he might just be exhausted out there. Uh, but, yeah, Fox, I mean, incredible series. And then Game 7, what a night. I mean, MSG was crazy, absolutely crazy. You got to love the Rangers bring back uh, Bob O'Reilly for Game 5 then go back to bring it back for Game 7. They had to do that. They had, I was at Game 2, and it was cool, but if they would have played that, I think the place would have erupted. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, Kreider scores. Finally, the Rangers score. <laughs> A first goal in a game, and uh, you know Pittsburgh comes right back to go up two to one. Rangers tie it up, and then the Evan Rodriguez goal was such a weird goal, like almost like shoved it past Igor to, to go up three two, heading into the third period. And then uh, Mika Zibanej had a little over five minutes left with an absolute rifle over Jari's shoulder, ties it up, sends it to overtime. The playoff Ajna was at all time high, and sure enough. The budding star of this playoffs, the guy who I think is becoming a superstar before our eyes, Keandre Miller, makes a play in the defensive zone, busts out on a breakaway, draws the penalty. I thought he was going to finish it. I thought it was going to be a penalty shot. How crazy would that have been? Penalty shot in Game 7 OT. That have been nuts. I don't think that's ever happened before. But Keandre draws the penalty. Rangers go back to the power play. The same power play they've depended on all year long to get it done. And sure enough, Artemi Panarin rifles one by Jari. His signature moment as a Ranger, absolutely incredible. I, I thought MSU was going to collapse. It was insane. A great call by Sam Rosen on the goal. Awesome. If you have not heard it for whatever reason, go and look it up on you, uh, YouTube. It was an awesome, awesome call by Sam. And it sucks because now we're getting national TV coverage. So I think Sam's moving the radio, I think they said, which would be cool. Um, but yeah, so now we'll get, I think it's ESPN for the entire Carolina series, which sucks because you lose Sam and 
ESPN, you don't know what you're going to get in there in there some of their stuff. So um, make you know if you want to listen to the Ranger games on the radio instead of watching on TV, you'll get Sam and I think Joe's doing it too. So, um, but yeah, awesome call there. And Igor Shosturkin, 39 saves. He stepped up when they needed him. And in the last three games, the last three Rangers wins, he stopped 99 to 108 shots he he faced a 917 save percentage. And um, the only goal he allowed, I know he got pulled in two games, so he didn't see the third period in games three and four. But in the five games that he did see a third period, the only goal he allowed after the second period was the game one triple OT goal that he allowed. I think he, I think I saw he had a 9-9-0 save percentage after the third period in the series. So the guy stepped up when the Rangers needed him the most. It just this team, this team just has that itch factor. We've been saying it all year. This team is just special, and they step. I mean, they stepped up when they needed to. Backs against the wall. The comeback kids. They've been doing it all year. I think it's now thirty comeback wins this year. When you combine the playoff wins now, I mean, not only to come back three to one down, but to come back in all three of those games. Down 2-0 in Game Five after the shellacking in Pittsburgh, I didn't. I honestly just sat there like I don't know what's going to happen right now, and for them to come back, incredible, incredible. This team is just so fun, and uh, the series against Carolina is going to be tough. Carolina played them extremely well all year, obviously winning three of the four matchups. You know, the one win the Rangers did get was the unbelievable Gorgiev 40-something save shutout. That it just a game that was you know his game of his life. Um, Igor struggled against them this year in the two games that he played. He was 0-2 against them uh, with an 8, you know, I think it was like 8-8-3 eight, eight, or something, that save percentage, uh, you know, a 3-6 a goals allowed. So he hasn't played well against them this year. And Carolina can roll four tough lines. They have, you know, very good defensive pairings. They have Jacob Slavin and Tony D'Angelo led, the, led Carolina in the first round in points with eight points each, so... Not too often you see two defensemen leading a team in points. They are a dynamic duo back there. And then you'll see a, a familiar name in goal. Uh, Antti Ranta's going to be in goal. And, um, you know, again, another team with some some goaltending questions coming into it, similar to Pittsburgh. Uh, their, their starter, Freddie Anderson, who was unbelievable all year, got banged up late in the season and has not appeared in the playoffs, has not practiced with the team. So uh, they started off with their American Hockey League goalie, um, for the first game against Boston, then turned over to Ranta, uh, who actually got hurt, and then the American League guy had to come back in. Um, but the yeah, Ranta, he played really well uh, in the in the series against Boston. He uh, game seven, he was phenomenal. Made a couple huge saves in that game to help Carolina advance. So uh, it's gonna be a great series. And uh, to break it down, I have no, I no one better than Mike Maniscalco, the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, who joined me. To break down the series, we talk about all the keys, factors, and winning. We talk about some player quotes from Tony D'Angelo and how Carolina's feeling heading into this series. Talk about a little Rob Brendamore talk, what makes him the hottest coach in hockey right now. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we talk about the, the one key, I think, is the power play against Carolina. Carolina was the number one penalty kill this year. Um, the Rangers, obviously, were a top power play, and they really rely on their power play, hence the OT winner on the, on the power play from Panarin. But... Uh, we talk about that and uh, and so much more. So, uh, but before we send over to our interview with Mike, I do want to tell you about our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total three points made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a free, uh, can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one of your legs don't hit. So download DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code BROADWAY and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code BROADWAY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling addiction or gambling problem, please call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-3969. We are now joined by a very special guest, the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, Mike Maniscalco. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, anytime, Kyle. Thanks for having me. All right, so exciting game seven for both of our teams. They both have huge wins, and now the two elite teams in the Metro, it seemed like, are going to on a, uh, a path all season long, are now meeting the playoffs. It's an exciting time. Yeah, kind of felt that it was going to be these two teams, you know, with the new playoff format that uh, I, I expected the – Metro division semifinals and, you know, not to not to be a cakewalk for either team, because, again, 100 points for everybody in the East, the second round, however, the NHL makes us say it now. I, I just kind of felt it was going to be these two teams looking into it. Wasn't easy, but here we are. And it's also always great to talk to another SUNY guy on the show, which is awesome. SUNY represent Buffalo State <laughs> here and uh, Albany for you. So, yeah, so always get to link up with the fellow SUNY guys as much as we can here. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, once again, you know, we can forget those Syracuse guys. We know where all the communication skills went to. It's all the yeah. team. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you started working with the Canes in 2016 on uh, TV coverage and everything there. When you came in, they were in a playoff drought. And since 2018, I mean, this team has been one of the elite teams in the East. I, I mean, it's, it's been quite the story for the Hurricanes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I actually started covering them in 2007 on the radio side of things. Yeah, I've I've been in Raleigh that long. So uh, I got here right after they won the Stanley Cup season after that. uh, I got here to Carolina and then through the the wilderness, only one playoff appearance after that. But uh, this has just been a a run that I can't tell you, Kyle, that everybody saw coming. But it started with the turnaround of naming Rod Brindamore the head coach, instilling the culture, how he played. And, you know, I don't have to tell folks up there how Rod Brindamore played. You know, they can remember him in Philadelphia Flyers uniform. And as I like to joke, uh, but it's just a half joke, uh, the most impressive thing to me about Rod's career is that he's the only athlete in Philadelphia history never to be booed by Philadelphia fans. You know, that's how much they love them. But it, it's just when you go that long without the playoffs, you know, it's, it's easy for people to pile on about hockey down here. But there was always a passionate fan base. Uh, But now that this team has shown everybody the excitement of the playoffs for four consecutive years, uh, the the way they play, they're an offensive team. Everybody talks about how well they defend, but they want to get the puck and go. 
Uh, it's really created a great atmosphere down here. I know that you hear about it, but it is true. Mm -hmm. It's a loud building. I think it is the loudest building in the NHL, and I'm not playing to a fan base. It's the way that the building is constructed. It's got a low metal roof, so the sound has nowhere to go. And it's not piped in, uh, contrary to what the folks a few hours north from where you live were, were trying to say. It's just that loud, and, and they bring that. But uh, it's it's going to get more now, Kyle, because it's been so long without it. And now that they're they're in the middle of it and, and expect it, now it's it's not just hey we're in the playoffs. It's, hey, we're in the playoffs. We need to win, yeah. and it just keeps building on on top of that. And and that's. It's been a fun part, uh, you know, to, to watch it grow and to be a small spectator on the TV side of it and, and help watch uh, the excitement grow. It's been outstanding. It, at the fan base on the screen, we had Stephen Rice on, who was an original Hurricane way back when, and he talks about how he cannot believe how the fan base grew from, he said, literally 200 people were at their first practice welcoming them in, and then now to see it explode to what it is now. He honestly can't believe it. And he goes, even youth hockey in that area has really exploded. Now, first, Stephen is uh, Steve, Ricer is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, uh, despite being a tough guy on it. Uh, two, his kid's a heck of a hockey player as well. Uh, but that's the that's the thing, you know, that this has really become a grassroots thing here. Like the access that the fans have had throughout the years to the players, it, it's just kind of grown it and gotten it to this point. Uh, and now it is something that it's going to go. It's going to be 20 for the Hurricanes move down from Hartford. So. It's now a generational thing. It's mm -hmm. not, oh, well, they came here from someplace else. You have people who grew up with it. Not only just you have fans who grew up with it, they're consumers now. You know, they're having kids. Their kids are going to be Hurricanes fans. So uh, it's, it's really helped grow that. And you see it, especially the one unique thing uh, about Hurricanes hockey, especially this time of year, is where the building is. It's across the street from NC State's football stadium. So there's all this room for tailgating. You, know, you don't tailgate in you know cities when there's four feet of snow. And you know there's tailgating all the time. You are lathered up when they get ready to come in <laughs> for a game, and uh, that's uh, that's another huge advantage for the Hurricanes. I let that cat out of the bag, but I think we all knew that secret uh, for a long time. But uh, it's it's cool for me to see the the guys like Stephen Rice who came down with the Whalers and, and stuck in the area. And a lot of those players who were here in the early days, you know, the Greensboro days where they had to play 90 minutes away from, from Raleigh because the, the arena wasn't ready yet, that those guys have seen what a hockey market it's turned into. So that, that's been another thing that you look at and just say, all right, it, it was worth to put it in a, a – I guess a succinct term for what happened for this organization to where it is today. You touched on Rob Brendamore and he seems to be now this new name as the top coach in hockey, or at least he's seen as that. And you see him in the locker room with these guys and, you know, he's yelling and pumping them up. I mean, how special these guys, I mean, they play so hard from how special of a coach is he? Uh, I mean, just from a locker room standpoint, it looks like, it looks like an awesome locker room to be into basically. Oh, it is. And it starts with him and it starts with him. That's the way he was as a player. That's the way he was as the captain of the 06 team. And as he captain the team, he cares about them as people. And he just doesn't look at them and say, all right, well, you're my right winger and you're the fourth line checker and you're my extra defenseman. He, he knows what all of them are going through because he's gone through everything. Played in an Olympics. He's been an all-star. He's captain of Stanley Cup team. He's also been a fourth line player, you know, at the end of his career where he, you know, gets in a certain role. He can talk to all of these players on a one-on-one -on -one level. And I think that's when you talk about what's been the key 
he doesn't ask those players to do anything he hasn't done himself on the ice. And I think that goes a long way. And I think we're starting to see that now with coaching in the National Hockey League. Look at what Marty St. Louis did up in Montreal. You know, you can say, well, you know, they could make the experiment because they were way out of it. I think that these guys who are coming up and you're getting named coach, they understand the way that it used to be. That, that doesn't fly anymore. You, you've got to find new ways. You've got to make it exciting. You have to make it a game that the players want to play. You know, not just all of this. We're going to look at tape for 90 minutes, and then we're going to go out and I'm going to yell at you if you're a foot and a half away from where you're supposed to be. Like, I think that's going away. And the first and foremost thing about Rod Brindmore, that I, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. But he's an even better person. And the players – they get that. They figure it out. You cannot, you cannot fake out a player. You can't be a fraud to a player. They sniff it out. And Roddy is the, the genuine article. And that's why this team, when you hear, we'll run through a wall for him. You see the speeches. I mean, it's a yeah. post-game speech. They already won. And I know. people get fired up. So uh, the pregame speeches, if they ever show those, I mean, you bottle it. It's be more energy than a red. The thing that he brings to the table, he kind of cracked that code. And I think he saw it as an assistant coach because we forget that he was an assistant for about seven, eight seasons, saw, you know, things that he liked, things that he didn't. And, and he's such a smart guy. He adapted from, all right, that works systematically, but now how do you get it to get the buy-in from the players? It's more than just X's and O's. And the fact that he makes that connection, that's what, uh, what has been done. And uh, we could go on a different tangent here. Cause I keep hearing, you know, Canadian talk radio, keep talking about, well, when's Mike Babcock going to get a job? I'm like, well, why should he? Yeah. Because but because of what he did in Toronto, whereas Rod Brindamore will get a job wherever because the players trust him. He's got the touch and the feel of the game, and he, he coaches it as a player. You know, he's not Reg Dunlop. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not slap shot, but he coaches it with the feel of a player, not the I'm a coach and I want to see it look like this. He knows that mistakes are going to happen, uh, and if it's a mistake out of trying, he lives with it as opposed to anything else. So. That's been the big key, the big turnaround. You watch how this team plays. They play hard, whistle to whistle. I mean, you you don't get cheated watching a Carolina Hurricanes game. I could maybe count on one hand the last four years a game where this team didn't give you an effort uh, as a fan or as a teammate where you're thinking, well, where was that from? Yeah. Um, the season series, obviously, Hurricanes handled the business with the Rangers, won three of the four games. The one game they – did lose was the uh, the Gorgiev brilliant 40 save shutout, which kind of came out of the clouds. Um, the Hurricanes fans, I know the regular season doesn't mean much when you come to the postseason, but are they feeling confident heading into this playoff? Like what how do they feel coming to this series? You feel? Yeah, I think they feel confident, but I also think they felt confident heading into the Boston series. And they absolutely believe the the final count after three games was 14 to 1 uh in the regular season against. Boston, they allowed one goal in three games to the Bruins, and it went seven. Uh, they'll feel confident. Yes, should they? Yes, they should. But they also know that uh, this Ranger team is is tough and talented, and uh, they're a little bit different from the team that they played earlier in the year when you look at the moves that they made. You know, I loved uh, the addition of Andrew Kopp and Tyler Mott. Those are our playoff players that make you tougher in the playoffs. Defenseman is a good add. And then – if anybody saw this coming from Frank Vetrano, raise your hand now, put it down. Because nobody yeah. saw this. But I love that that was a move that was made ahead of time. And Vetrano just fits in with that Ranger team. So they have these little pieces now that are different that make them deeper offensively and harder to play against in the playoffs. So uh, do I, I feel the Kane should have confidence in the series? Absolutely. Uh, but I also think that the Rangers coming in, just how they they 
didn't fold the tent against Pittsburgh. I'm coming into the series. If I'm the Rangers going, all right, we can handle anything right now. We were down three to one and should have been eliminated in game game seven. And they, they just kept fighting back. But Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started Betfred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetfredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The, the Canes, if the series is played at five on five, in fact, that was said a little bit today after practice, if they keep the series at five on five, they feel they can beat anybody. But, you know, penalties are going to happen. Rangers have a great power play. Uh, I, I quote me if I'm wrong on this. Chris Kreider had a good season, right? Yeah, he was just he the was outside, good. just the outside. He was pretty good. Yeah. 52, yeah, goals. But, 52 goals, no big deal. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> just one of, one of four guys in the history of the Rangers to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, they're confident, but it's they take this Ranger team lightly at all. Now, I'm glad you touched on that because I think special teams will play a huge factor in the series, as it usually does. Um, the Rangers, again, used the power play in game seven last night to to win the series, and their power play, again, got clicking the after a slow start, but finally got clicking the playoffs after I think they ended up fourth in the NHL. But Carolina was number one in the regular season in PK. Uh, so that's obviously a matchup there. And also, the Hurricanes' power play struggled against Boston. I think they were only 13%. Uh, so what do you see, do you think this from a, I guess, key point standpoint for special teams, how important is that in your eyes? I'll give you the stock answer. It's always a key <laughs> series. It is. And uh, it's funny because, you know, in the last series, when I kept getting asked, they're like, well, what's the X factor? And I go, I wish I had a better answer, but it's special teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's kind of what I just said, Kyle, if the, the Canes can stay out of the box, I'm not saying that they win this series in a walk. But the series favors Carolina five mm-hmm. on five because they can roll their four lines. That's buddy, you know, with the minutes they're supposed to get, that makes a big difference. When you, if you're Carolina, and, and this is going to sound weird, even if they're the team getting the power plays, it takes the Canes out of a rhythm. And uh, their power play, I can make a case in Boston, kind of sucked the life out of game four for them. And in game six, they had a five on three and didn't score. And you can see the sag there. And then Boston builds off of it. That said, if you're going to ask me what would I rather have in a playoff series, I would rather have the better penalty kill than the power play because you can draw a lot more off the ice. You can find your goals five on five the way that the Canes can. But uh, this is going to be a huge factor because, you know, Boston's power play, really good top line with Marchand and Bergeron and Posternock and McAvoy. 
you know, those four players are, are outstanding, but you have to absolutely be afraid of what the Rangers bring with their power play. And if they get it clicking with Kreider, who Tony D'Angelo said it today, is the best net front forward in the National Hockey League. And I'm not going to disagree with that. You see how Kreider is, how he gets in front of the net, how he can deflect shots, how he settles down pucks. I mean, he's an absolute monster. And then you've got Panarin and Zibanejad, Adam Fox, uh, one-time Hurricane property, I feel I have to say that. Uh, but, uh, it, it's To me, it's the irresistible force versus the immovable object. If it comes down to the special teams, it's uh, can the Canes penalty killers, and they're good at pressuring the opposition on the power play. Uh, but that that's the game within a game. Uh, and, and I think if the, the Canes penalty killers are better than the Rangers power play, a power play would be gravy in this series. Adam Fox, obviously, as you just touched on, had a monster first round. He's been booed every time he's been in Carolina since, obviously, the trade. Is that still a sore subject down there, seeing Adam Fox uh, take off as he has? Yeah, I, I think it is just because uh, there was a, a real belief that, you know, he was going to sign here or at least kind of uh, led folks to that belief. I don't have any animosity with him for it. I mean, you see, it's my problem with it is the the NHL. Find a way to close this college loophole. I yeah. mean, because it's, it's, it's one, it's not fair to the teams that draft them. And then two, you put all this pressure on the kid. You know, the kid's going to sit there and be like, well, you know, do I start my NHL career? Do I leave college? You know, what happens from that? But I, I just think it's, it's it's a story. You know, there's, oh, he should have signed here. Well, I think he's shown that he's he's fitting pretty well with the New York Rangers. You can't argue with a Norris trophy in, in the season <laughs> that he's put here. And, you know, the, at the time, he looked at his path and the Hurricanes were loaded, especially with, mm-hmm. with right shot defensemen. And he wanted to get his career going. And uh, I think that it was just one of those situations where, the Canes did get compensation for it. You know, they, they wanted it to sign him. And clearly we know he's a good defenseman, but I think it's one of those things I, I'll use Reggie Jackson. I was going to quote Barry Bonds. I never do that, but you got to have some kind of talent to have people boo you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, because what is the, the Reggie line? They don't boo nobody. Yeah. So uh, that's part of it. But I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be the same way as like when, you know, when Tony D'Angelo handles the puck in New York, you know, he's going to get booed by uh, the, the faithful up there. And he said that he welcomes it. He goes, what are they going to do? They're going to boom me, rush the puck up the ice. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and he kind of, guys, and, and with Adam Fox, his talent is so through the, the roof. I don't think it should bother him at all. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and Jacob Slavin, they're quite the duo. They Not too many times do you see two defensemen leading a team in points after a playoff series. Uh, they are a dynamic duo back there. Yeah, and... Uh, I, I think they complement each other really well. And the big reason is Jacob Slavin is, and you guys, you know this, he might be the most criminally underrated player mm-hmm. in the NHL because of his ability, but anybody who plays with him that uh, now that he's across the river there in, in Jersey, but what Jacob Slavin does, he allows players like that, just go play, go play. Cause he, I never see him out of position. And I, I hate to use the word never, but like it, it's, it's so rare when he gets beat. Uh, he's so good with his stick when he goes stick on puck. He's a much bigger physical presence than people think. He doesn't deliver those booming hits, but he can. He's capable. He's, he's really done more of that this year. And I think part of that comes from Tim Gleason being behind the bench as the, the Canes uh, defensive coach and, and kind of brought that out of Jacob a little each other. And Tony is so quick with the puck. And, you know, Ranger fans, his best year was in a, a Ranger uniform, yeah. you know, two seasons ago. 
You, you know how good he is quarterbacking a power play, moving the puck. They complement each other well. Uh, Tony, <laughs> it's funny, uh, I'm giving you all of Tony's lines from after practice today because I'd like to think that Jake, <laughs> you know, likes playing with me and he's better because he plays with me. And I think there's just a good compatibility with each other because they know how to play off of each other. And for Tony, he knows that he can go and take those offensive chances. Jacob understands he can play back, but Jacob also knows how good of a partner that Tony D'Angelo has been for him uh, since they got put together this year. So it's a, it's a tough duo. It's a tough duo to play against because it is that, that fire, fire and ice, you know, that sweet and salty, however you want to look at it. Uh, Cause Tony brings the, uh, the little extra vinegar to the party yeah. and, you know, Jacob doesn't say boo to anybody, but he's as competitive as they come. And, you know, they, they just work well off of each other. And you're going to see just so Ranger fans know, you know, Panarin and Kreider, they are going to see a ton of, of that defensive pairing during this series. I I'm sure hey, we saw it during the regular season, you know, slave and how good he is and he can shut down anyone defensively, but uh, six former Rangers, I believe, right. I think it's at the six now on the, on the hurricanes. And yeah. uh, I mean, you, you'll see a lot of familiar names out there. Uh, anyone else? I, I, Derek Stepan's a name that always sticks out to me as a guy who you hated seeing leave a Rangers Jersey. And what kind of impact has he had on that team on that this year? You know, it, it's, it's funny because, he, he hasn't gotten the minutes that I'm sure that he wants to have, uh, but he has handled that. He's a true pro. And when you ask me the impact that he's had, look at how well Seth Jarvis is playing this year. He started playing with Derek Stepan and Derek Stepan kind of really mentored a lot of younger players on this team. Jarvis and, and Stephen Lawrence being the two that come to mind. He's just a consummate pro. And when he gets on the ice, he produced for the team this year, uh, but he is, he's one of those guys. I would, I would put him on my team any day of the week. I mean, I understand why Ranger fans feel that way. Good guy, great teammate. Um, and I said, maybe I can reverse that. How about great guy and great teammate. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he lives for these moments. Just the thing is that the Canes have gotten deep. We've seen Max Domi, what he was able to do. And it's a little bit more difficult to come by for him, but you know, he's, he's just one of those guys because of, he's the total package, how he carries himself. If you want somebody, if you want to show somebody how to be a pro in the national hockey league, I'd say, watch Derek Stepan. That's how you become a professional in this league. So uh, he's had an impact that it, it goes beyond the, the score sheet. I know I'm getting flowery here, Kyle, but, but that really, for me, <laughs> no. his, his impact has been what he has created off the ice with the, the leadership ability that he has and how he mentored a lot of older players, would not handle the situations he has been given this year the way that he has. And he's, he's taken everything in stride. And I still think there is a, a big role for him. If the Canes have a, a deep run in this playoff, there's a big role for Derek Stepan before it's all over. He's the guy who I had circled as this whole week in the Rangers comeback. Stepan scored so many big goals in those three, one comebacks the Rangers had in, in history. And you look back and it's like, all right, well, if they do play Carolina, can you not see, step on scoring a late third period goal or something. If he gets in, gets into a game, he's the one guy who I'm like, I circled on my list. Like that's the guy who might beat the Rangers. But other than step by, is there a role player on this team that Ranger fans are going to hate by in the series? Is there someone who is either going to score the big goal or just get be a uh, pest out there that you just, that Ranger fans by, by game five are going to be hating him on Twitter. Vincent Trocek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the, the, the way he plays uh, when he's on his game, one, he's skilled. Like, I mean, he is a highly skilled player, second line center. Uh, the points don't lie. Uh, the goals that he's able to score. But he is not afraid to be an irritant. He's not afraid to get under the skin of somebody. You know, he, 
if somebody wants to give him a, a whack, he's going to hack him right back. And a lot of times he, he's first to the punch on that. <laughs> uh, so Vincent Trocek is the guy who I would point to say, yeah, Ranger fans by probably game three are going <laughs> to be ready to have a few words, some, some nice cheers for Vincent uh, when he shows up at Madison Square Garden. You know, D'Angelo will always be in that category of Ranger fans. We complain about him for the first shift of the playoffs, sure. but, but yeah, so I throw check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, once Tony touched the puck, his first assist, you, you know, Ranger fans will go crazy about that. Cause there's always a split of the Rangers fans, if they like him or not. And it, it's a real, it's a weird uh, relationship he has now with New Yorkers, but uh, the goaltending situation. Now, again, another former Ranger on Ranta now starting in goal, Freddie Anderson, unbelievable season has been out injured. What's his status? What is the goaltending status looking like going to the series? It'll be Auntie Ranta's crease because Frederick Anderson has not. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF skated with the team uh, i do not I, I don't have a definitive answer on the last time that he has skated because uh, if he does he's done it on his own you know he's still trying to come back from a lower body injury that was suffered in colorado before the end of the regular mm -hmm. season so uh, rod brinmore actually addressed this today which the answer was until you see him on the ice it's pointless asking me about it so you read into that what you want to uh, i'm going to read into it that it's auntie ranta and piotr kochekka Nail up at a practice and actually take shots, but Ronta he was he was outstanding against Boston. You know that yeah. the numbers are not going to be Con Smythe esque uh, like what Jake Ottinger did for Dallas, but Ronta in every game he was in, he gave the Canes an opportunity to win the game. That's all you ask for your goaltender from me this time of year. Give us a chance to win the game. He was outstanding in Game One, his first ever start against Boston. He made thirty five saves on thirty six shots. Game number five, he had another one-goal performance. And then he makes a save on Taylor Hall uh, in, in game number seven early on on a perfect setup from Eric Halla. And that's the turning point of the game for me because if that puck goes in the net, Boston has the lead. And you know, we've seen it. Scoring the first goal in a game seven, what, 75% of the time that yeah. team wins the game. It, it would change the game. He makes that save. Not only has he been that good, he's made – the big saves at the right time hasn't stopped everything, but he's made a save where, all right, now you get a chance to, to go off of that. And he's waited for this opportunity. You know, he's, he's 33 years old. There's a lot of Finnish players on this team and you know, he's, he's the, uh, he's their dad to him, but he is, he has been great. And I think that this series against Boston was needed for him. And I think he's waited for this chance to, to be a number one, to have a net, to have the crease like this. So now he has it. And uh, he, I know you didn't ask, but he was very complimentary when we asked him in the season about, you know, who do you learn from mentor? Henrik Lundqvist is the first name that comes out of his mouth. So uh, I know that'll be a special series for him uh, to go back and, and play against the Rangers and, and just try to continue to, to add to this, this story that he's built here in the first round. Yeah. The post game last night, Lundqvist does the MSG network post game and he was smiling, talking about him saying, Oh, you know, they have a pretty good goalie down there in Carolina, you know, I may have had a hand in, in his development, you know, kind of like joking around about it, but uh, you can <laughs> sense that Hank still has a nice attachment to him. Uh, and I'm sure 
Ronta, not only obviously getting a crease, but, you know, chip on your shoulder playing your former team is, uh, is always a helpful thing too for a goaltender coming into a series. Sure. You know, focus yourself a little bit more. Show Hank that the student has now become the teacher, <laughs> things like that. Um, all right. Keys to the series. Other than obviously we talked about the power play. What is the big Carolina wins the series if they do what? Uh, if they can't say power play, uh, I was going to say keep it at five. I said on no five. special team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No special team. Uh, Carolina wins it if they stay out of the penalty box. It's not saying special teams. It's keeping it five <laughs> on five. Uh, but uh, that that's the the thing for me. Carolina wins this if they if they can limit the the big lines of the Rangers uh, and if they can limit what Panarin and Zabanajad and Kreider do. If they can keep those three in check, that was a big key in this series. You know, where they in the Boston series, they kept. Bergeron got his points in, in Raleigh. He was the only one, but they kept Marchand and Posternock and I'll say Taylor Hall as well off the board in Raleigh. And that's why they won the four games here. So if they can do that similar effort against the Rangers, you know, big three, big four, whoever else you want to throw in that list right now, that's, that's the key for the series. You were at practice today. Was there a certain guy on the Rangers that they were focusing on of taking away in a game or is it just basically the big four that they have there of, a Fox it, and Aaron and no, the, the, the Canes basically, and, and again, it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. They, they just worry about how they play. You know, they, they understand what the Rangers are bringing to this party. And, and they know that if you take a breath against them, puck goes in the back of the net. They, they get that. So, and they're also respectful of like what we were talking about earlier of, of all of a sudden here comes Andrew cop. What an addition he's been for the Rangers. So you're thinking, okay, well, Oh, we don't have to deal with the, you know, we don't have to deal with the Panarin line right now, or we don't have to deal with the Zabanajad line right now. All of a sudden, here comes Andrew Kopp, uh, who was, you know, absolutely on fire down the stretch. And uh, that's what the, if the Canes are going to get beat, they'll take their chances, you know, losing to Ryan Reeves, who, <laughs> by the way, getting everybody dressed. Uh, but it, it's a, a situation where they understand it's not one guy, it's not one line that'll beat you, but they're going to be the Rangers have to stop our guys. They have to stop how deep we are. So I think that was the focus was don't do anything different than we've done all year long in practice. That was the message from, from Rod Brindamore. You don't change anything up just because you're going to play a team seven times or four times or, you know, between four and seven in a row there. I've covered all my tracks on that. <laughs> all right. Series prediction. What do you got? I, I like the Canes in this one. Uh, I know it's Homer, uh, but I, I one my paycheck comes from the Carolina Hurricanes. But two, uh, I also believe that just if you go down man for man uh, and the series is at home, the Canes have just a little bit more than the Rangers right now. You know, the Rangers are I think everybody in New York might even say this. They might be ahead of schedule, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like where they're yeah. at. And I think people expect them to be a playoff team, but, you know, not challenge for the division title and not have uh, the, the outbursts that they had from players. And just think, what was it last year? They were talking about maybe trading Chris Kreider. I think that worked out to uh, the Rangers' advantage. But I think the fact that this Canes group now has been in the playoffs four years in a row, they've advanced in the playoffs each of these years. You know, the, I, I kind of see the Rangers where the Canes were about three years ago. You know, they're, they're getting ready to take their next step. Uh, I think it's going to be a great series. I think it would be Canes and six. Uh, if it goes seven, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a series anyway. You look at it, even if the scores don't seem it, they're going to be all close games. I just hope Igor Shesterkin finds his regular season form. He, you know, he had a couple of rough games against Pittsburgh, but 
I think if Igor gets it going, the Rangers have a chance. If not, it could be a, a tough series to the Rangers because he has struggled against Carolina this year already. So, yeah, yeah I, I think- mean, yeah, that's that's the the biggest X factor for me. If it's the Vesna Trophy, you know, I, I do believe Igor mm-hmm. is going to win the Vesna Trophy. If it's that guy, all bets are off. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's going to be hard to beat the Rangers if the guy who's struggled against the Hurricanes and had a couple of shaky moments against Pittsburgh. That's the advantage. Um, and again, we're not talking about the Canes goaltending like that. And it is Auntie Ranta who's starting. Uh, I, I just think that it's going to be a very interesting series between these two teams. And it's going to be fun because it's going to be fast. These two teams, that game, that Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden for the Metro Division, that first period was about to play in decades. I mean, they were going up and down the ice after each other. So Seven games of that. Sign me up for it. Selfishly, sign me up for the seven-game series. <laughs> but it, it's going to be great any way you look at it. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, are you on the call, on the radio call now? What are you doing now? That's moving yeah. over to ESPN. Yeah, they shift me over to the radio side, so the, <laughs> the face for radio finally gets to go there. So it's all good. And uh, you know, if uh, people want to tune in for the Hurricanes perspective, uh, you can uh, get us at uh, 999thefan.com. I believe they stream that. So I expect at least two Ranger fans to hate listen to me uh, through the course of the series. So that's awesome, Mike. Thanks so much. Maybe we'll run into you at the Garden uh, sometime next week. Hopefully. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you so much to Mike for joining us this week. Uh, it was awesome to have him on. I mean, who better than the man that saw every single Carolina Hurricanes this game this year to, to break down the Hurricanes and talk about this series? Uh, incredible guy. I can't thank him enough for the short notice of coming on the show uh, and talk with me. It, it was awesome. And he'll he'll be kicking over to the radio side, similar to what I said about Sam earlier uh, with the national coverage coming in. So he'll be on all the radio calls there for the Hurricanes. And uh, it, it's going to be an awesome series. It's going to be great. These two teams have been going back and forth all year at the top of the standings. Carolina and the Rangers, they just seem like we talked about, they seem like they're in a collision course all year long. So, uh, should be awesome. Should be a great series. Uh, you know, uh, like we, we were joking, you hope it goes seven just because, uh, you know, you want to see more great hockey. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care what the Rangers uh, advance in. If it's uh, four, five, six, or seven, as long as the Rangers move on, I don't care. But uh, I cannot thank Mike enough for taking the time out of his extremely, extremely busy schedule to come on the show. He came on right after the, rain, uh, the Hurricanes practice. So uh, that was awesome to talk with him and, and get the inside scoop. So, um, I can't thank him enough. And that does it for episode 76 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a five-star review there. Every five-star review uh, that we get, a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. We've raised over $80 so far for the foundation. All It's incredible. Thank you to everyone who's done that. Uh, so please, if you can take a minute out of your day, go on to our Apple Podcast, search the Broadway Hat subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and help out an amazing cause to help uh, fight pediatric cancer. Thank you to all of our listeners who have done that so far. Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review there. You can find the show on Spreaker, Pandora, Google Play, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and find the show on all social media. You can find the show on Twitter, at Broadway Hat Pod. We've been doing these uh, game day giveaways for every Ranger game, so make sure you go on to our Twitter account on game days. We'll have the game, the um, the promotion running. We've given away some awesome cards, some pucks, 
basically anything we could find to give away, we're giving it away. So thank you to everyone who's participated. I think we've had over a thousand participants so far in our game day giveaways from uh, the first series. So thank you to everyone who's done that. And congratulations to all of our winners. Um, also go find uh, my personal account at KHOLNY for all New York Ranger updates. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at the Broadway Hat Podcast. And this week is huge. The Rangers, the Hurricanes, awesome series. These playoffs have been a just a roller coaster of emotions so far. They've been incredible. And uh, and thank you for all the, all the Ranger fans who have reached out this week with their awesome videos that they've taken at games. Keep on sending them over. We love to share them. And let's go, Rangers. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.